Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I learned how to manage my ADHD, and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my courses, content on Instagram, and through this podcast. Sam and I started this podcast to help others understand their ADHD brain and not feel so alone. ADHDers are some of the most brilliant, creative, and passionate people. We just have to work through things a little bit differently than others. And I think that there's so many strategies to share and ways that we can do that. You can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And you can find my content at coaching by Alana. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love if you could subscribe, write a review so that we can share this with more ADHDers. As always, thank you guys for being here and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Alana. Hey, Sam. Hi, listeners. What's up, guys? Hi, everyone. I'm in a new location. I know, and it's a new time. We never um, record in the afternoon slash evening. We always do it in the morning. So I wonder, it'll be interesting to see if like we have different personalities as the day goes on. <laughs> I hope not. Probably <laughs> will. I feel like I'll just be more, kind of more out of it, but... Um... Maybe not. But yeah, so if you guys are watching, you can see if you're listening, here's my reasoning behind this. So I thought that moving to like a comfy chair slash couch situation would help me be more chill. (laughs) Said no (laughs) chill person ever. I'm like like trying to be chill. No. Um, But I thought this would be like more casual and fun as opposed to sitting at my desk. It's like so formal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I mean, you, I sit at the kitchen table, which inherently feels like not formal to me, but we were actually talking, Alana and I were, and we've decided that eventually we're going to get cameras so that we can just like film on a couch or something. Yeah. I think it's just more the vibe, you know? Yeah, I think so too. Then... And it, like, if you're just listening and not watching on YouTube, then you won't notice. But... Yeah, it doesn't quite matter. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how was your day, Sam? Mine was good. It's hot here. It's like 80, pl- like plus 80 degrees or something. Um, yeah. And for those of you that have been, have been listening for at least a couple weeks, you know, my marathon is coming up on Sunday. Sunday. I- I did decide to run the half marathon instead of the full marathon. And, you know, like we've had many, many, many conversations about like why I feel so down and disappointed and like my running schedule and all this stuff. And you've had to remind me so many times, like this is supposed to be fun. I know for a lot of people, they run a lot more competitively, but for me, Like running is just supposed to be an enjoyable, fun thing to do for myself. So I feel really relieved that I'm just doing the half. Well, we'll be like talking about it on the phone and you're like telling me about your schedule and it's, you're like, and I have to run this today and I have to get through this amount. And I literally just have to be like, wait, I'm I'm just checking, but this was, this is just supposed to be for fun, right? Yeah, I'm just reminding you that this is fun, but I ran 10 miles. I did my last long run yesterday, which honestly was cutting it a little close to that race day. I shouldn't have really done a long run. Like you're supposed to do your last long run a week before the race. I did it 
on a Tuesday and the race is on a Sunday. So it was a little close, but I feel so much more relieved and like better prepared after I did that. I ran 10 miles. And the theory is if you can do 20 miles, the max that you do when you're training for a full marathon is 20 miles. If you can do 20 miles, you can do six, you know, like you can finish out the last six. And I did 10 miles for a half. If I can do 10 miles, I can finish the last three. And I felt like for the first five miles, I went super, super well. Like I was keeping pace. I'm not, I'm like loosely pacing, you know, I'm not like stressed about it, but I am trying to like stay. I'm aware of how fast I'm going. And, um, but then the last five miles was like, I like really broke down a little bit. But when I was done with the 10, I, I could have, it would have been hard, but I could have done three more. Yeah. Well, and so, part of, I mean, that sounds wild and like so difficult. So good for you. I'm proud of you. Our listeners, I'm sure are so proud of you. I want you guys to know for listeners, if anyone is like considering getting into running or whatever, the runner's high is real. It is not a myth. It is a real thing. And I have not felt that It is a different feeling from every other workout I've ever done. Like I've lifted before. I did spin for a long time. I do yoga. Like I've kind of run the gamut of workouts. I mean, not everything, but I swam, played tennis. You feel so amazing after any workout, but runner's high is like this weird euphoric feeling. And so, and I'm really excited at the end of the race. Like, I'm going to feel so accomplished. Like, I cannot explain how good I feel. So that's kind of what's getting me through it. Yeah, no, you totally will be, will feel so accomplished. And that's something that you've been working on for so long. So you have oh a lot God, to- so long. I think I started training for this. Must have been like November. Yeah. So I'm like really excited. I... It's and I'm excited to not have to train anymore. Uh <laughs> I know. Again, like the way you've described it, that none of this sounds like it's been for fun at all. You're, like, yeah, I know. No it does feel like homework, you know. Yeah, but still proud of you. Yeah. Um, something yeah. also. So what's happening on? What's going on with you? Nothing too much. Well, something I actually meant to say this earlier when we were talking about like why I also decided to like not sit at my desk. Um, I, you know, a lot of people with ADHD, like we sit in like weird positions a lot, like we need to like move around and we have to be comfortable. And And this is something that like for so long, I kind of resisted. Like I would be so frustrated. Like when we first started working from home, like during the pandemic and everything, I would feel so annoyed because I would want to like move around like 10 different times throughout the work day, probably more than that. Sometimes on the couch, sometimes on that. And I like would resist it, but now it's something I realize that like, that's just like our brain, like needing more stimulation and it helps me focus so much more and it helps me like form my thoughts more. So that's just a side note. I wanted to mention, like, we don't have to resist it. Obviously we can't in like certain work settings, but like, if we want to move around, like we should, we, our body needs that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like being thirsty not everyone's going to be thirsty at the same time or the same levels of thirst. But you, if you're thirsty, you get water like or something to drink. Like it's just like this, you know, I'm thirsty. I need something to drink. If you need to move, you need to move. You know, it's a biological thing. It's not like that you don't care about your job or that you're treating it. Like I hate that people think 
because I'm fidgety and stuff, I'm not, I'm either not paying attention or I'm not treating it with respect or whatever. I'm like, I don't understand how those things correlate at all. And that's like actually so frustrating. Um, Same thing happens. Like if I'm um, like moving, yeah, like moving around. I don't know. I'm always so self-conscious of that. And it's so silly. So I'm really comfortable, but I'm trying, I want to make sure my, (laughs) my feet aren't showing in this video. Yeah. No, no feet. you will never see the feet. No feet shots for free. No over feet shots. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If that's why you're here, we're not. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Anyways, so we got to Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Guys. I was just gonna say I'm really excited for what we're gonna talk about today. We are talking about off days. Off days. We love them. Um, so this is hard with ADHD. I think there's so many things that are difficult. Um, something that I'm struggling, that I'm kind of aware of too, is I want this to be like a podcast and like in a time for us all to kind of like enjoy and like be able to laugh at ourselves and be able to just like reflect and all this stuff. But you know, the realistic thing is that it's not always fun. It's not always easy. It's not always funny. Like there are those days, there are those times that are hard. Um, I've gone through a few weeks of being pretty burned out recently. And it's funny because we actually tried to film this yesterday. Yeah. We so sat down, we had a whole plan, we talked through it and we turned on the mic and both of us, me more so than you, but we were both just like, it just doesn't, I don't feel good right now. Yeah. And I think also for that, you know, I was going to mention that too, because when you're in a tough place, like it's so difficult to just like move forward and do the normal things that you might yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like, it's so important for us to always, to also, you know, respect how we're feeling and like, yeah. On- we did a podcast it probably wouldn't be that good like I feel like now it makes more sense um well actually we were also trying to do the the podcast on burnout in general because I was thinking that that was a good like topic and everything and I do want to talk about burnout but I don't think that it's the best time for me to talk about burnout when I'm like just coming out when I'm just coming out of burnout like um, so I definitely want to do an episode on that when I'm feeling like my best and we can really kind of dive into yeah. it a little bit. More. I was just going to say also, before we get too knee deep into it, I want to make this really quick clarification, which I know that you know also. Just because we're titling this off days, you can have more than one off day in a row. You can have an off week, an off month. There's no time limit and we're going to really harp on treating yourself with grace and giving yourself the room to breathe and feel what you feel that can last four hours that can last four days that can last four months like I think if you know it's starting to really if you're in a bad depression hole or something like that you know that's different but um and if it's lasting you know four months maybe you know it's a little bit more serious and it needs to be treated that way but like it is not, there's no time frame on how long it takes to get in and get out of these periods, you know? Totally. And it does tie in with burnout because a lot of these, you know, multiple off days, off weeks, whatever, that's what leads to this like ADHD burnout where like, we just can't really do yeah. the things we do. Um, everything's and- set 
you know, harder to focus, harder to manage our time, harder to um, regulate our emotions, like all these things. And so, um, yeah, and I don't just- know if you feel like this, but like for me, sometimes I even feel like my life is split up into these different sections and I can be having off days in particular areas, but feel okay in other things. Like, because you guys have been following along, I finally got a job interview, which I'm super excited about. And that's coming up next week. But so I feel really good about my career progression right now. But my body image is in the toilet, you know, so it's like I'm having it's weird. Like, sometimes I feel like my romantic life is going really well, but I don't feel super great about my friendships. Or sometimes I feel like my eating is going really well, but I don't feel really great about my working out habits. So it's like I have, and then sometimes everything is terrible, you know, but I do have these times when I have off days in certain sectors of my life. And that's also really confusing. It's so confusing. And we've mentioned this in other episodes is like, I think that our brain also goes towards the negative and we, sometimes it's easier to identify the negatives as opposed to the things that are going well, which is so hard because then we are yeah. focusing like, you know, the multiple things that maybe we are struggling with, but that's such a good point. I mean, just being able to compartmentalize and being able to recognize that like, you know, there, even if we're struggling with like XYZ right now, there might be another area where we're making a lot of progress or we should be proud of ourselves or things like that. Um, Specifically yesterday, what I wanted to, you know, ask you about was it was like the worst brain fog day. Oh my God. To the point where like, so for some backstory, we, and this just for the listeners so that they kind of know how we do this, we will like call each other or like video chat for a little bit before we start recording, just to like kind of catch up, you know, sometimes it's just gossip about our lives and whatever. Other times it's like planning out how we're going to, the flow of things. Most of the time it's really just us catching up though. And I felt okay. You know, I could tell that I was like struggling to place words and stuff, but I was like, this kind of happens to me sometimes. So I just kind of roll with it, but it really felt like the minute that we pressed record, I could not string two words together. And so then I was like, I just don't think this is working. And you could kind of tell, you know, that I wasn't, you know, in it. And then you called me after. And I felt like I wasn't even doing anything else. I was like staring at a wall. But I just could not carry on a conversation with you. And I think that you could tell because you were like, do you want to just talk later? And we ended up not talking like again on the phone yesterday. And throughout the entire day, I just had the worst brain fog ever. Like, I felt like I was in a dream, you know? It's the worst. And it's so frustrating, too, because, like, we feel like we need to be, like, doing the thing. Well, we have a lot of things to be doing. And it's so frustrating. And those are the days, like, for me, when I have those days, too, something that might typically take, like, 20 minutes will literally take me three hours. And then it just spirals into just, like, this whole off day where nothing's on, like, nothing's working. Yeah. are all over the place my anxiety is super heightened like my clothes don't feel right and then for me it's such a slippery like I think I've probably touched on this but I'll just say it the thing in my life that is the peak of my struggles has always been my body image like it's something that affects every single area of my entire life it's really hard for me to deal with when I have these brain fog days for some reason the first thing to go is my body image which is Mm -hmm. weird because it's like some, you know, I think like 
I should have eaten if I could only eat healthier, if maybe I didn't feel so large or my clothes don't fit right and everything feels off and it's just like, then it's a really short trip to a mental breakdown for me. Yeah. So it's like a weird domino effect. I mean, interesting to have these conversations where people are listening because we've always said this, like you and I are definitely not the end all be all for medical advice. We are not even the start. You know, I don't really know, you know, I don't know a lot. This is really just a podcast to create community and to share tips and tricks that have worked with us. So it is interesting to do these types of topics where we're so vulnerable about honestly how pathetic I feel sometimes, you know? Yeah. And yesterday was one of those days where I just kind of felt like I floated through it. Like I'm even trying to think about what I ate yesterday and, you know, I have no idea what the flow of my day was like. Well, that's something I was going to mention is like, and who knows, sometimes it might be like because of sleep. Sometimes it might be because of like just pure exhaustion of like the thing, like the mental load that we've had that week or that day. It can be like, we haven't like properly like fed our body the way that we need to. It can also be like that time of the month. Like there's so many things that can impact this, like, and specifically brain fog, you know, but all of it. And it's just, it's really difficult to navigate through. Yeah. And it's like your mind wanders so easily. And it's also hard because we talk about this a lot with the way the ADHD affects our relationships with other people. It's difficult to explain, like, it's really not you, it's me. And I feel so guilty, you know, like I can recognize what's happening. I just don't know how to fix it. And, you know, with off days like that, sometimes it's okay to just Actually, all the time, it's okay to acknowledge what is happening. I feel this way. This is going on, X, Y, Z, whatever. And I don't know what to do to fix it. And sometimes the best thing to do is just to sit in it. Like, I'm not saying to commiserate and to, like, you know, fall into it. I just mean to acknowledge it and just let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. And to add on to that. Yeah. And to add on to that, like, if it's what would be helpful for us or like whether we need to, sometimes we obviously need to just be alone and have our space and have quiet. And then other times like find support, find the friends that like, Oh my God. Yeah. I was literally just about to say what's really good for me is I mean, luckily I have you, you know, but I've always had like a designated friend, which is you who like kind of knows what's going on in the universe with me. I don't mean like where I'm at physically or whatever, just like you always know, oh, Sam is having an off day. And sometimes it like, especially when you have off days, people tend to isolate, like self-isolate Yeah, a lot. And um, even though I may be isolating, at least someone knows what's happening. Totally. I'm, it's very tempting to shut down, to isolate. Like for me, that's what I want to do. I don't want to talk yeah. to, I don't want to reach out to the the amazing friends that I have. I usually just want to just be. like be. And it's difficult because usually what I do need is that support and like someone to at least understand. And when we do talk during those times, like I feel so much better after. Like, and especially because we just share so much of this stuff, you know, that like me and you, we just get each other. Uh-huh. And it's it's invaluable because it's like things that you can't even explain. And then you just get someone who just 
you're, you have someone that just like understands it and you just like, as cliche as it sounds, you just like, don't feel so alone. And yeah. Like, and I think that like a, something helpful might be like when you do, or when I do feel like I'm in a good place to set up some systems to help when I'm in a bad place, because look, here's the fact these will come around. It is not going away. It's not going anywhere. There's not an ultimate fix. To ha- There's never, even people who don't struggle with ADHD and even the people who you look at and you're like, I wish I had your life. I wish I could be like whatever you are. They still have off days. And I think what's yeah. going to help us all, especially us with ADHD, is to set up these fail safes for when, you know, things go wrong or whatever. So maybe for some of For some people, it might be designating having a conversation with someone that they trust, whether it's a therapist, a friend, a doctor, a parent, family member, whatever, whatever, um, to like set up that level of communication for when you do feel like you're having an off day, there is someone to go to where you don't have to worry or think about what am I going to say? How am I going to explain this? You know, because you've already had that conversation. Totally. Yeah. No, that, that finding the support that like works for you, which looks different for everyone. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing too, I think like, you know, I'm always hesitant, not hesitant. We talk about self-care all the time, but there's something I want to touch on with this is like, how often like have we done self-care with the pressure of like doing something because we feel like we should be doing it as opposed to doing something because it actually serves us, which is yeah. what self-care is. Do you know what I mean? I do because I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the things that I do like for self-care that I actually, that serve me, you know, that I really like doing that maybe not everyone else does. And one of those things is like, I like to do crossword puzzles, like easy ones, you know, and I like doing them because it's a self-care slow activity for me, but I also feel like I'm doing something productive. Like it's just productive enough where I'm not like doing something that makes me feel worse because I'm working out my brain, quote unquote, you know? So I feel like I'm doing something good for myself. Yeah. I just actually got a new paint by numbers for this exact reason. I love your paint by numbers. I know. I love them. They're so fun. I, Cause I really like, I've never been like an artistic kind of person, but painting like is very, very soothing. And yeah. it's like it's really fun too and it's calming because I'm again it's the same thing you're like engaged you're focused but your mind's kind of off it's hard to explain well it's the same thing I feel and I know not a lot of people feel like this I feel particularly comfortable in the kitchen and I didn't always feel like that like it cooking I've been cooking for like since high school you know I enjoy it um baking is really good for me because it's like, maybe it's like what we're getting at is there's an end goal or it's like a project where you get something out of it. I get a finished crossword puzzle or the knowledge that I've learned a new word or a loaf of banana bread and you get a gorgeous painting, you know? So it's like you are moving towards a goal. You're accomplishing something, but it's not like unenjoyable. Totally. I actually, I feel the same exact way about baking. So fun. I think it's oh also like, like our hands are busy and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but to clarify, like it will not be a gorgeous painting. Like I'm not, <laughs> like I am not because it's paint by numbers, so the lines are already there. Okay, I guess. But all that to say, like do what's fun and enjoyable for you, not what things on Instagram or TikTok say we should do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for a lot of people, I feel like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, this whole rhetoric of working out as self-care is pushed. And I think for some people that works, but I think for other people, working out is a huge thing. You know, going into a gym is actually incredibly nerve wracking and it's the opposite of self-care, even though you're doing something good for your body. So like for me, I hate taking baths. Baths are not, baths and I are not friends. Like even hot tubs, if I'm in there for too long, I start to wig out a little bit. So like (laughs) self-care is not like a spa day for me. I don't love that that much, even though I feel like I should. Yeah. Like for, and for a lot of people doing crossword puzzles sounds like torture. It's me. That doesn't sound fun at all, but I love that it's fun for you. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, and I don't know. I just, in the end of the day, like it's up to me to make myself feel better, you know, not whatever Instagram reel is popular at the time. Totally. Did you see the um, desserts I made for my grandma? Oh my God. Not only did I, like the way that you, so for some context for everyone who, you know, isn't listening and on our daily phone calls, you baked a lot of Valentine's themed desserts yesterday. There were cookie. You said to me that you baked cookies, cupcakes, and cake pops. Okay. That is, so I was picturing chocolate chip cookies, maybe some mediocre designed cupcakes and a couple. No, it was truly gorgeous. And then you packaged (laughs) them up in bakery boxes and they're all pink, red, and white themed. And then you brought them to your grandma and your grandma was like, you should open a bakery. And I was like, you should open a bakery. Oh my God. You should not open a bakery, but they're fun. But this is what's so funny. This is, so, you guys are going to totally understand this. Just any ADHD listener, like all everyone. Um, and this is a, this is a fun thing to end off on. Like, so what happened was I told you I've been kind of like burned out and I was scroll, I was starting to feel better and I was scrolling on Pinterest and I saw these like different Valentine's Day desserts that looked fun to make. And so I went to the, this like bake shop and they just had so many cute things, including these really cute boxes. So now I'm more focused on the fact that I want to fill these boxes as opposed to the fact that I wanted to bake. And so I decided, like you said, to not bake one thing to bake, but three, it was so excessive. It turned into an absolutely exhausting thing. And I just was like, it was just the most me thing to do, but I mean, it was fun. I do love baking, but I think next time I, I like, I got to chill. That was Isn't that so funny though? Like most, when you just bake, like the goal is to just have an edible thing, but you bought these bakery boxes. And so then the goal shifted from baking to filling the boxes. And like, like that what? has to be the most ADHD consistent thing I've ever heard. Like you shifted from one arbitrary goal to another arbitrary goal and it changed the whole context of the activity. Yeah. Wait, really quickly, just because it's so cute. I want to play that sound of my grandma. So I gave it to my grandma and she's just so cute and supportive and sweet. And so listen, this is um, what she says about it. My God, look at how 
Why don't you open a business? Right. <laughs> just down the side. You're so funny. She goes, just I, I texted you after. I was like, just on the side. <laughs> so many people were responding. Also, I was getting really hilarious messages because I put that on my story if you guys didn't see. Um, and what was so funny is people were like, this is my grandma, like, or my grandpa, I'll like go over there and have my hair in a messy bun. And they'll be like, wow, did you have a hairdresser come over? <laughs> like, It's so funny. It's so cute. That's so cute. I mean, what's difficult, this is just an aside, a personal thing. My grandmother is like insanely artistic to a degree that I don't quite understand. She knits um embroiders and draws and paints like it's crazy she could be a professional artist and so I do that to her where she'll like show me something and I'll be like oh my god grandma you should open an Etsy shop and she's like what's Etsy (laughs) that's so cute I love grandparents but you know all in all I guess the point is is that We want to acknowledge, and we decided this before we started recording this topic, that we wanted just to talk about off days because they happen. Like we more wanted to acknowledge the fact that they happen and they don't follow a set schedule. And it's really off-putting, you know? It is. Yeah. And find support where you can and prioritize the self-care that sounds good to you. And be kind to yourself, which we say all the time. But yeah, I really, I think this was a good um, conversation. I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad we didn't force it yesterday. Oh, yeah. Don't force it. And here's one nugget of wisdom. Find a tactile thing that you can do with your hands when you're having an off day. Like just find something that'll take you out of your own head. Baking, paint by numbers, crossword puzzles. This isn't going on a walk. You know, this isn't, maybe it's meditation, but like, I think it's important to do something a little bit physical where your mind is focused on something else. Like, I think a lot of people, that's why they really like driving because it's enough attention. You have to pay enough attention to the point where it takes you out of your own head. And so I think interrupting that thought process of, oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good because of this. I don't feel good. You know, all of this stuff. I think doing something physical but not exhausting is really important. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So we can share more if you guys want, if you want to know some other ideas, just reach out and we'll let you know. And when you are having those off days, just know that you're not alone. You know, you're not. And you remember when we were kids and we would go to pottery classes or we would do swimming or stuff like that. I don't know why as adults we feel like we can't do that type of stuff. But a girl that I work with just signed up for a six-week pottery course. And I was like, why? And she's like, because I wanted to. You know, like people, one of my friend's boyfriends just swims laps in the morning just for fun. Like you can do these things for fun, you know? Yeah, totally. Anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope that everybody has a great week. Have a um, great week. We love you all. Happy belated Valentine's Day. You are, all of you are our Valentines. So. Honestly, you. exactly. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> is, is just unmatched. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We'll talk thanks to you for- next week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. You can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, give us a rating so that we can help share this podcast with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week.